other on Friday after having just given thanks for everything they have on Thursday. And that really rang with me. Uh, and so I, I, I kind of wanted this time of talking about thanks and praise uh, really is important. So the scripture I chose is 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. In everything give thanks. Now, I only have one point, which is this. When I recognize who God is, then thanks and praise is natural. It just flows out of knowing who He is. Right? When I only am concerned about my, what I want. When, when, this is just my opinion. But we shrink God down to only the God who answers only my prayers about me. And He's much more than that. Right? We have to recognize who He is. And who is He? He is El Elyon, right? He's the Most High God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That alone should be enough for me to give thanks and praise. He is El Shaddai, right? From, the, uh, from, from Exodus and also in Genesis 15, right? He is El Shaddai, the mighty mountain of power. He is the all-powerful, all-knowing God. Of course we should give thanks. But we, do we look at Him that way in our own life? He is... Jehovah Nisi, he's our banner, he goes before us, he brings the victory, not us, he does. What is that Zechariah verse? Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Not me, him. When I focus on him, then thanks and praise is natural. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider, right? He provides. What did Paul say? That he will provide all my needs according to his riches and glory. Now that was Thursday, right? Okay, so then what happened on Friday? Right? Okay? Right? Because what we forgot then on Friday was that he is also Jehovah Shalom, right? He's peace. He's the only way to peace. He is the only true peace. Now, when I think about God like that, then thanks and praise is all that can come. When I think that the God who created the universe knows every hair on my head, knows everything about me, gave me a destiny, set me on this earth, and, and has given me uh, uh, the name of his son and daughter, whoever we are, we're sons and daughters of God, then we give thanks, we give praise. I wanted, yeah, I was, you know, well, I can say it now. You know, I was, uh, I, you know, I was looking for another job, but I didn't get it. Thanks be to God. 
Because you know what? Because, hey, if I, I didn't get it. So you know what? God must have something else for where I'm at. Right? So, okay, so I can give thanks for that. Right? No matter what my circumstance, doesn't matter. My focus is on God. My focus is on Him. Think about Paul and Silas for a minute. Now, I don't know about you, but if I got thrown in jail, my first prayer would be, Lord, you got to get me out of here. Okay? This is the last place on earth that I want to be. And yet, what did they do? They sang praises and gave thanks to God at such a level that the earth shook, the doors were open, and even the jailer asked how he might be saved. Okay? That, now, when that's your attitude, then thanks and praise is natural. When we pray for others, thanks and praise is natural. Right? If you go back through Paul's writings, uh, most of it sounds like here in Ephesians where he says, you know, uh, I, I thank my Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, here's, he's praying for the Ephesians, right? And he prays what? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. He prays for others. He's praying that, the, you know, when it, uh, Colossians, which we all did with one-on-one, -on -one, right? Uh, and he prays in there and he says to the Colossians that he gives thanks and praise for them because they heard the truth of the gospel and they're living out their faith. He's, I have not found, so you biblical scholars can catch me on this, I haven't found anywhere where Paul's praying something for him. Lord, give me that I don't, I don't see it. And yet, I mean, come on, they're lowering him out of the town in a basket. They, he writes his three greatest epistles in prison. He's on death row. Thanks and praise is natural when you know who he is. When you know who God is. In the beginning was the word. And the Word, what? The Word was God. And then the Word, what? Became flesh and dwelt among us. We pray to God who became flesh so that He who knew no sin would become sin for us, that we would become the righteousness of God in Him. He took the writing that was against us and nailed it to the cross. We have eternity with him with the creator of the universe all things were created by him and through him and for him and we get to spend eternity with him now thanks and praise should be natural when i if that's my thinking thanks and praise should be natural forget what i forget you know you know I know that God, he says, bring all your prayers, cast all your cares upon him because he, he, can, he can take care of those things. I get that. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do those things. But what I am saying is in this period of time, this season especially, our culture says that Christmas is about getting wrapped up in material things and, you know, Black Friday and, you know, go get a new TV and, 
and all of these things are going to satisfy us if we go out and go into debt to prove to people that somehow that's our sign that we love them. I'm saying we need to know who God is, give thanks and praise for who He is, and let Him run the world. Alright? So, so, today, as we're uh, making these ornaments as reminders of who God is, we've heard Anne's great um, exhortation uh, on God in the Old Testament. Let us remind ourselves that when we know who God is and that we serve Him, thanks and praise is natural. Amen? Amen. Oh, oh. Yeah, right. Let me give you that. But the reality is, is sitting down with Vince over the last, well, more than that, yeah, um, what? I was when, when when Amy was working here, maybe five, <laughs> ten, maybe ten. <laughs> Just feels like that. Um, it's always good to listen and to understand people who aren't raised in your same environment who come from different historical backgrounds, who come from different cultural backgrounds, who have a different perspective on God's word, who have a different perspective on what it means to truly love and accept and understand and listen to one another. And that's what I love about the church. Because if you take a look around you, um, there's a whole lot of people that aren't like you. Um, and so to be able to grow in that is just, huge and the opportunity to do that. I heard a whole bunch of things today. One of the things that I heard from Anne was really being able to be thankful to God for what he's going to do. Um, that they are going to go to the mountain. They are going to go to his adobe. That they will be there. That they can trust his promises. Um, that I think about that and how many times we sort of live our lives just in the here and now and are not willing to be surprised by the unexpected. And yet God always surprises us by the unexpected because as she was sharing the story of the Red Sea, if you were there like a few hours earlier and you're there and the Pharaoh and his army are coming after you, which one of you would have ever expected that miracle for your deliverance. Yeah, how you doing? Um, none of us would have. And yet God surprised the people with that kind of deliverance. Are we willing to allow God to surprise us? And if we aren't willing to let God surprise us, then we don't know the God that both Anne and Vince just preached about. Um, because we have a God who is all-powerful, and we have a God, you know, 
who is worthy of all our praise and our glory, and we can give him thanks for all things. I also thought of one of the reasons why giving thanks in all circumstances is we need to do is because it reminds us that we aren't God. That we aren't God. That God is God, we're not. And it keeps us in that place because a spirit of gratitude is the one thing that prevents pride from becoming a part of our life. You'll never stop pride by saying, I'm not going to be proud. You'll only stop pride by saying, you know what, it's not about me, it's about God. And I'm going to have a spirit of gratitude for him. So God wants us to live in recognition for him based on our need. It's also when we are giving God thanks in all circumstances, we begin to recognize the truth of Romans 8.28, that God does work all things to the good to love him and according to his plan. And it enables us to start looking and seeing how God is going to surprise us with an attribute of him that we may not have understood or recognized at first. His grace, his love, his power, his guidance, his authority. All of those attributes that might be there when we start focusing on him. And then in Ephesians 5, 18 through 20, it says, Be filled with the Spirit, giving thanks always and for everything, not just in Vince's verse, in all things, but for all things. To God the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, one of the hardest things is that sometimes we have a difficult time thanking God for everything. Um, but it's when we don't feel good about it, that's when we need to do it. Um, and so instead of Thanksgiving becoming more of an obligation, let it be a celebration, that regardless of what we're going through, um, when things seem to go south, we can always find a reason to be grateful for them if we will focus not on the challenge, but on God's redemption. And I believe that God redeems all that he allows um, out of some of the storms that he allows a greater good and a better future for us. I thought about, once again, um, Anne's illustration of, you know, 40 years in this wilderness and 40, you know, being in slavery and all those things. But out of all of those trials, God ultimately produces his good. And we may not always see it right away, but it's there. And I think of story after story in the scripture of people who went through unbelievable trials. And, and the easiest one to think about is Joseph. Okay, sold into slavery, then thrown into jail. And every time it seems, could things get any worse? And yet at the end, number two in command you know, to re help redeem the nation. And so sometimes God allows those storms in order for us to continue to see a better future, um, to be thankful. Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote, it is only with gratitude that life becomes rich. Um, giving thanks is just a commitment on our part that instead of complaining, I'm going to start giving thanks and finding new things to give thanks to God about. I found it interesting. I was, um, Sue Hippel 
informed me of a guy named Jim Dennison, and he has the Dennison form, and I've been reading it every, every day. And it is really amazing. I mean, he's really very good. But he was talking about that in 2018, it marked his 30th or 40th anniversary in ministry. And I thought to myself, hey, I too have been in ministry for 40 years, or ordained 30 years ago in 2018. Um, and I started thinking about some of the things that took place. And I realized that the greatest gift of some of the people that have impacted my life the most were the people who went through unbelievable storms and never lost their gratitude, never lost their faith. Dr. Farah and Bill Sanders, when their church split in half because they were accused of having a lack of faith because Bill Sanders' wife died of cancer, but Dr. Farah's wife had not. Uh, but years later, his wife also died of cancer. But in the midst of all of that, how they continue to give thanks and praise to God through all of that. Terry Mann, who I just got through seeing, who's dying of cancer, dying of pancreatic cancer. And he talks about the fact that he knows he's dying. He says, I might have a year. The doctors originally talked about months, but now they're talking about a year. And he said, one of the, somebody came up to me and said, how do you feel if God doesn't heal you? And he looked at me and says, exactly the same way I'd feel if God did heal me. Because my relationship with God is not based on my physical healing. My relationship on God is who God is in my life. And I just saw that spirit of gratitude and thankfulness to God. In ministry, I've seen a couple who lost their infant son. But yet through that, their triumphant faith continued to stay strong. That they continued to trust God. In circumstances where some of us might be able to say, you know what? If God's going to do that, I don't want to have anything to do with him. My father-in-law, whose positive spirit encouraged me every time. That regardless of what he was going through, and even the difficulties or the struggles that we may have had together... He never lost his faith. He never lost his spirit. He never lost his gratitude. He never lost his desire to give out the most important message there is, and that's who Jesus Christ is and how it can impact a person's life. I can go on and on, but in Jim Dennison's article, he wrote, Billy Graham shared Jesus with more people than anyone in Christianity or Christian history. We might say that he knew something about evangelism. And Billy Graham noted that a spirit of thankfulness is one of the most distinctive marks of a Christian. It is one of the most distinctive marks of a Christian whose heart is attuned to the Lord. If we don't have a spirit of thanksgiving, we have to question, where's my heart? Because giving thanks is such a powerful witness to others. Dr. Graham encouraged us to thank God in the midst of every trial and every persecution. John MacArthur said, a thankful heart is one of the primary identifying characteristics of a believer. It stands in stark contrast to pride, selfishness, and worry. And again, deciding to give thanks is just a decision. It's just a decision based on who you know who God is. And again from Jim Dennison. All across this day and the days to come, let's be people who display an attitude of gratitude worthy of our Father 
who loves us so graciously. To be grateful to recognize the love of God in everything he has given us, and he has given us everything. And then let us agree with Rick Warren. In happy moments, praise God. In difficult moments, seek God. In quiet moments, worship God. In painful moments, trust God. But in every moment, thank God. Um, we can do that. We can do that when we recognize the power of God and we truly understand who God is in our life. And as Anne said, if you really don't know that, if you're struggling in your own life with understanding what it really means to have a spirit of gratitude, you can be set free. You don't have to stay bound. You don't have to stay in your own prison of frustrations and hurts and angers and whatever else it may be. Um, God can set us free, release us, and let it, let, help us to have a life of gratitude for all things. Father, I praise you and thank you for today. I thank you once again for your word that tells us what it means to truly worship you, to worship you in spirit and in truth, to recognize your truth, to recognize who you are, that our worship isn't about what you've done for us, but how you've continued to transform us into your people that truly can be grace, gracious for all things. Again, Father, we thank you, we praise you, and we ask these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.